Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. special guests join us right now in real time please give a warm welcome to the two marks from weird new jersey mark moran and mark skirman they are the co-founders of weird new jersey that's weirdnj.com and yes i am joined by my co-host and these very lovely gentlemen let's bring them right on in and uh, boys, what's going on? Well, you know, uh, Mike and Mike, I think Mark and Mark are going in- to start to interview you guys. Okay? Oh, my. <laughs> so, all right. So, first of all, what does end of day really mean? Is it like the end of the world, the earth? Uh, is the world going to fall apart? Or Well, first Mike, of all, that's that, that's not really the name of the, the program anymore. So, I think you were given false sort of information. <laughs> uh, fake oh, news. Okay. All right. All right. So, what... What is the name of the program? I'll, I'll read. I'll read. I'll regurgitate my thoughts. No worries. It's called the Michael Deacon program. It's a little bit more classier. Oh. You can so, see how much more professional we are. It's very oh. professional. All right. So uh, it's the Michael Deacon program. So uh, are you predicting the end of things? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. The way things are working right now, it kind of seems like it is the end of days, especially for some parts of the world where things are quite grim but i'm someone who likes that sort of thing even though i'm not religious i kind of want to see the end of times the end of days when some sort of messiah comes from the sky and destroys the earth i mean i love that 
Yeah, well, more it seems like we're right on the precipice of that. So you you might be in luck, or uh, this <laughs> maybe luck isn't the right word, but um, you know we we the civilization has lasted a long time, but the, you know it, it's got to fall apart sometime, right? Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. yeah. And sooner or later, those aliens are going to land, and it's it's going to take over take over the whole world. I hope They're gonna so. We're going to land in California first. Well, I I'm keeping well, my fingers have. crossed. <laughs> Well, hopefully they take out New Jersey first before California. <laughs> I think New Jersey is going to be like cockroaches. It'll be the last thing to go. I mean, it's already cockroaches now with uh, Chris Christie out there. <laughs> That's another um, another embarrassment for New Jersey, by the way, that Chris Christie. But that's a whole other show. Um, gentlemen, I do want to welcome you both to the program. It's quite the honor and pleasure to have you guys. And I first came across you, gentlemen, uh, through the show Weird U.S., by the way, long time ago. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's got to be like 17 years ago. Now. That's right. Yeah, wow. it's a long ass time ago. I think it was around, what was it, 2005? 2005 into 2006. Yeah, we Ooh. shot uh, 14 hour long episodes of that for the History Channel. And, uh, you know, we traveled around the country and we saw, saw some really strange things and met some even stranger people. Uh, <laughs> and, My bad. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yes. And, uh, you know, these kind of shows, the, the paranormal um, shows about Bigfoot cryptids, that sort of jazz, they've made a significant comeback. And these shows are always back in style. Well, they come back in style and these things sort of work in cycles, as you guys know. Yeah, well, we, we're um, guests on a um, on a show on the Travel Channel now called Paranormal Caught on Camera, and it seems that uh, the Travel Channel shows nothing but paranormal shows now. Nowadays, uh, it, yeah. It's amazing to see how much these uh, cable channels have all changed in the time since we were on uh, the History Channel, because, you know, we, we consider what we were doing um, a history in a, in a folklore kind of way. Uh, they the History Channel had a real problem with. They didn't see it as history, and now you'd be hard pressed to find any history on this right. channel. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's it's pretty wild, and I would say 2007 was sort of the peak for uh, television networks, um, sort of broadcasting these sort of paranormal shows. It seems like 2007 was a really heavy year for that. And again, it's making a it's making a cycle back. It's the new black. And um, you guys are in a perfect place right now. You guys have pitched out a new show, and I think you guys are—I think you guys are working with Sony Pictures, correct? Well, yes. Uh, we, they uh, they license our content, so let's see what they do with it. Let's hope that let's hope they uh, do something very great. Yes. Well, and... this this show is um, mm -hmm. uh, is sort of more exciting to us than other shows that have been pitched to us over the years, and uh, a lot of. People were uh, had approached us about doing like a reality kind of a thing or another uh, documentary type series like the History Channel was, um, but they they really missed the point because our stuff is you know we're we're telling stories and um, people have to use their imagination for a lot of them. It's not necessarily someplace you can go and film and it's gonna it's going to, you know, end up looking just like the folklore or, or you know, you, you can't go to a place and be guaranteed a paranormal experience. Um, so this show with Sony is um, a, a fictionalized drama 
based on the material that that we've uh, compiled over the years. So oh. it would be scripted and acted out, and uh, so I think it it had a lot has a lot more potential than uh, other projects that uh, people have a, approached us about. And, and it is yeah. We believe it's going to be filmed in New Jersey. So if we have any partake in it, it's going to be either like uh, you know locations scouts or just like reading the script and fine tuning it a little bit narrating yeah yeah narrating and you guys have been doing this for a long time way back it started i believe 1989 mike, mike i think it started around 1910 1910, 1910. <laughs> yeah. god damn we're actually with edison when he invented <laughs> his first uh, movie you know it's funny that um that a lot of people quote that um a 1989 date and that, that's really fake news um oh, that, that people quote that because it's as somehow whoever originally uh, put a, a wikipedia page together for us and you know somebody we didn't know um they they put that up there and like just about everything else on wikipedia it's not fact checked at all the first uh, issue of weird new jersey that mark put out was in 1993 so um, I, I don't know where that origin that 1989 date came from, and and it, it, that's significant because th that this marks our our um, 30 year anniversary. So Jesus, it's, yeah, since wow. 1993. Are you guys not tired of I each other yet? <laughs> well, you know, it's a it's a perfect business operation. So let's put it that way. I, I, I have a question. I have a question. First of all, hello guys. How are you? It's Mike Hideous here. Mike Hideous. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I didn't time. even know you were here. You don't talk to anybody that's last name is called Hideous. <laughs> <laughs> right. First, first and foremost, hello. And and I do have a quick question here. Uh, now, I've known Mark Skirman since, oh, my goodness, since the early 90s. I believe him and I formally met around 1994. Not 1989, right? Not 89. Okay. So, so here's something weird that you just mentioned that. Mark, you said you put out the first Weird New Jersey magazine. What was it? Ninety three. You said Moran. That's what. That's the 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 closest we can figure. <laughs> well, okay, it's like a gray area, you know. I was just like throwing around little flyers here and there to my friends, but ninety three well, is kind of like a good zone, I guess, to get in. Okay, so here here's my question then. So when did you and Moran actually start working together on a magazine? I think probably right around issue number seven. Really? No, no, it was, it, well, it was, I had contributed, I think my earliest contributions um, go back to uh, issue number four or five. So that was probably a year after, probably 94. Well, I remember it specifically. Uh, me and Mark were sitting at the Franklin Tavern. Uh, we just got back from... Were we photographing Midgetville or something? And I said, you know, Mark, do you think a magazine like this would work? <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, I think so. So I said, all right, let's let's do it together. Because before then, it was just like a mishmash of uh, you know, of whatever. I was whatever story. I was learning to type on the typewriter. That's why I started the magazine so I could practice typing on a real typewriter. You know, like uh, not a not a computer typewriter. Right. So, so you guys start them. Well, Mark, Mark Skirman, you start the magazine basically by doing what's called a fanzine, by uh, I guess photocopying the the, the papers, the, the pages, stapling them together, 
and then distributing them that way. So when did it come to a point where it actually started getting printed and and the the press the press the um the publication became became more than just like a hundred copies. When did you start getting like a mass production? Well, we uh, I'm I'm sure it just kept going higher and higher. But when did it? When was your first large press run? Probably like issue six or seven. Seven was the first time we had a one color, uh, you know, on the front cover. Yeah, it's it's kind of it never really went. Uh, you know, the, took that tremendous leap a leap forward it it, um, it started out with um, us basically xeroxing the right. pages and stapling them together um, then by issue four they we were getting the pages um, printed at, at like a quick print place and then we were sitting around the kitchen table and collating them and folding them right. and then uh, by issue seven, um, we had one color, oh no, uh, a second color, so there was red on the cover as well as the black print. And then issue uh, eight was actually printed and stapled for the first time. At a printing. Uh, <laughs> so then it just, you know, kept getting a little bit bigger each time. Uh, um, a few issues later, we started using full color photos on some of the pages. Then eventually we went to glossy stock and full color throughout. So it was really a, a snowballing thing where we just kept making it. As as we started selling more of them, we started um, uh, we had the money to you know actually, it all went to the printer basically. <laughs> right. It all went to Kinkos. Yeah. <laughs> and and you got to remember this is at the uh, this is at the time where like fanzines were like I was enthralled with old I was I used to subscribe to this uh, magazine called Fact Sheet Five. I remember that. That would just like print everybody's fanzine. You know, it was like Log Cabin Monthly or anything. Any, it was like a, you know, anything anybody was into, they would just, you know, review it. And if you wanted to buy it, you'd send 50 cents to this guy in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you know. And yeah. it was a very networking way before the internet. Way before. Yeah, it's a long, long time I mean, before the. Yeah, internet. we were. We, I think the 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 magazine really took a, a giant step forward with the advent of the internet because we got onto it. Uh, we had a website very early on, uh, at a time when most people were um, really just uh, uh, putting up pictures of flying toasters and stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we we actually had content because you know we we had we it was around 96 so we already had three years of content that we could put up and uh when we did that uh there was really a, a real groundswell of um attention um locally and i think that that interest from that is what what um uh you know when we went into a bookstore to try to sell them some magazines on consignment um you know that was uh, kind of our entree because people had already started to hear about it uh through word of a uh, word of mouth and uh, and then through the internet for uh, those that are younger in those days people had fanzines many bands used those things and it's very punk rock by the way and of course you gentlemen are from new jersey i know mike so, you know, I'm not far off from assumptions I already have in my mind. Um, when did you guys uh, run into Mr. Mike Hideous? Should we really tell this story? <laughs> is is going to land him in jail? 
I hope the FBI's not listening. <laughs> Were you a uh, gentleman me too'd by Mike? I, uh, That's I, how I, I met Mike. I worked in a music newspaper called The Aquarian Week, and Mike was uh, a sales representative. As ah. Right. Oh, and in damn. fact, mo most people don't know this, but for uh, a couple of couple of seasons, uh, I wouldn't say years, but seasons on and off, I actually did work for Mark Skirman and Mark Moran uh, selling ad space within Weird New Jersey magazine before they got the television show and well, before they got the, uh, the book publishing deal. With, what yeah. was it? Barnes and Nobles or Borders? Mike, I was going to say that before you interrupted me. I'm terribly sorry. Selling advertising for Weird New Jersey magazine. <laughs> yeah, and, and before that, I had even uh, submitted some imagery uh, drawings, and even I think I even did one or two uh, stories for um, for the publication as well. Yes, you did. Uh, I, I don't know them offhand. But something about crows or a murder of crows or something like that 20,000 crows coming from the west on route 46 and <laughs> in, in totowa new jersey little falls actually yes i, I, that, I remember that murder that. that murder is still there mike i still see it sometimes our, our office is in little falls now and uh that's really just right around the corner from uh where we work an amazing sight isn't it it is i would sit there and watch like just thousands and thousands of crows come in from the west and then roost at night right along the uh the the totoa little falls area um all along uh the 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 route 46 area by the the fast food fast food shops yes it was it's right on like um i think it's either browertown or lower notch road mm -hmm. and uh, route 46 for some reason they they just love that area i guess it's just an ancestral roost for them i think so you know, Mike, I got to say, uh, you were like, uh, you're a very funny guy. I always, <laughs> I always love talking to you on the phone. I, I never, I never uh, am up for, uh, you know, lost for words. Well, that's good. Thank you, Mark. And the one time Mike Hideous brought in his high school yearbook oh my. to work, and he managed to take every photo in his high school yearbook and kind of erase it with race photos with an eraser then draw like some really like you know obscene photos <laughs> every one of the people he hated in high school damn mike i had no idea you had uh, such hate in your heart i actually made i actually made two copies of it on the on the copy at work and i still have one to the that to, to this day it's called the hideous years <laughs> that's right wow that's absolutely true yeah um, just a short, a long story short, basically what happened is I, I took this yearbook of mine and I, uh, I took a majority of the photos and erased the images, like portion, portions of the face. Erased of, the ink off. Right. And then I would redraw it with either pencil or, or black pen and create anything from people with tentacle arms to, yeah. you know, people with giant members. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing, you know, Mike. You know, hearing about this, I'm glad one, you didn't turn into Adam Blanza. The one guy big penis sticking in his mouth. I remember that. Oh shit! <laughs> so Mike has always been a creative lad. <laughs> perverted. A perverted, perverted lad. Or creative. Well, creative. Yeah, well, or. That is hilarious. It is. I got to show you the picture someday, Michael. Yeah, I, I need to see that. You do. Oh, I put it up online. Did you? Don't do that! Oh, shit. <laughs> You'll get me sued. <laughs> so, so anyway, 
what do you guys actually talk about? All kinds of things, everything under the sun. Yeah, from, sure. I mean, I, well, I mean, just last, just the, the last show we did was a celebrity death pool. So <laughs> just, go, just goes to show you how far we really go. Say again, Mark? Who's going to be dying next? Is that the pool? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Uh -huh. It's a ten, it's a top ten list of uh, celebrities that we think are going to drop, and um, yeah, we do things like that. We have interviews from all kinds of walks of life, right? Yeah, politics, it, yeah, uh, paranormal, ghost hunters, Satanists, conspiracy theorists, you name it. Everything. It's like Musicians. New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, so, and you know we have a great time here. Sometimes it's it's kind of dark. Sometimes it's a bit more happy, but. Um, today it's a pretty um, laid back sort of program with uh, both of you, Marks. The Marks, Mark Marks, and Mark. Mark and Mark. Yeah, Mike and Mike. Well, then let's let's smoke some weed. Well, I mean, I yeah, well we could. I mean, we could well, do that. Back you want again? Uh, well, well, Mark, you know, I, I'm kind of taken back here because you know I was like, you know, these guys, the Sony Pictures, have bought the rights to your content, and that sort of means I need to be on my best behavior. Uh, but now it seems like, you know, you want to smoke weed, you're, you're drinking beer now. Right. I'm like, whoa. This is his best behavior. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Get up steaming in the morning. <laughs> wow. Well, you're doing it right then. Well, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I applaud you for that, Mark. You're, you're drinking, you're, you're smoking, you're, you're doing it all. I'm proud of you. Thank you, sir. May I have another? You sure you sure can. It's all it's always welcome here, and of course we do take phone calls whenever people want. Um, but I've noticed some people are a little, you know, they get a little shy and they don't really always want to call in, and that's too bad. It's too damn bad. It really is. Piss on them. Yes, and going back to you know the show and all of that, I was just going to ask you guys: Did you ever expect to? Um, you, do you ever expect that this would be going on this long? Or reach the levels that it did. That too. I think uh, the most surprised people in this world were me and Mark Moran. Because we thought, aha, funny, weird New Jersey, aha, let's, let's have a couple of issues and make a good laugh out of it. But uh, then it, it, it just, it didn't stop. I can remember thinking after, um, after issue number eight, now keep it, bear in mind, we're on issue number 60 now. Uh, wow. I can remember thinking after issue eight, um, well, I guess that's it. We had a pretty good run. Yeah. <laughs> a damn good run. I mean, you you guys have then, been together for then, longer uh, than most marriages. And you then know. The, ne the next thing, I guess we were about 10 issues beyond that, maybe 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 15 issues beyond that, um, was when we first got the, the call from Barnes & Noble and they wanted to make a book. And uh, I thought, okay, well, we'll make a book and uh, that'll be the end of that, you know, because I mean, wh where are you going to go after you make a book? You know, you, you put together 20 issues, let's say, and uh, you're going to compile them into a book. And, uh, and we did the book and that, that was very successful. And, but, um, uh, you know, there was always another issue on the horizon six months away. You know, we've, so there's, um, we're always working on the next issue and, and it never stopped. Uh, and then in the midst of all that, um, you know, the first book was such a great success that they wanted to do uh, a series of books. So we were contracted to do books on other states as well as New Jersey. And we did a second New Jersey book. We did a national book. Then we started doing individual state books. 
So um, some, you know, somehow in the middle of doing 30 books and working on the, the issues, um, you know, we, we got the, the, the History Channel TV show. So all of that was going on simultaneously. And when, you know, you remember that uh, primarily it's, it's just a two-man operation, that's a lot of balls uh, to juggle or uh, yeah, play you know, spin at one time. <laughs> right, you know, like when you think back on it, Mark, uh, it's just like, how, did, how the fuck did we do it? I mean, yeah. you know, it's, we were like constantly, we would go to Minnesota one day, then the Florida the next day. Wow. Go home and write some stories for the Barnes and Noble, and then we, you know, we'd go back to Minnesota again. That's we didn't get a lot of sleep in those days. You know, I, I was just going to ask how, how you guys even juggled such a thing when you're researching all these folklores and, and information about ghosts and, and haunted houses and so on and so forth. In addition to now doing a book, how long did it take you to do one book? Uh, well, well the, the first New Jersey book was relatively easy because we had such a backlog of, of material already. And then, we, you know, of course, we tried to include new material so that but that was that was kind of like bringing uh, everybody up to speed. You know, it was kind of like catching up with weird New Jersey for all those people who um, hadn't heard of it before. So uh, the book exposed us to a, a larger audience than um, I mean, our magazine was an underground magazine. I mean, to, it really it still is to a large extent, um, even more so now than it was, say, 10 years ago, because most of the book, most bookstores that carried it have gone out of business. So, wow. um, you know, we're we're basically underground once again. I mean, yeah. there are no more Borders, Brentano's, B. Dalton, um, Walden. All of those stores are gone. So, wow. um, you know, basically, we're we're an underground publication again. You're the last I, of your breed, it seems. I think I think we are. We're probably like the last independent magazine left in America. Or yeah. in New Jersey. For sure. And, you know, Mike, Mike was telling me about you boys and he was describing me, he was describing to me who you guys are. And I just stopped him right away. And I'm like, I know who these guys are. I've seen them on, on TV a long time ago. And, you know, and kind of now, you know, I've seen you guys come out on shows and stuff. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for you guys. You guys are very punk rock. Absolutely. Totally underground. Yeah. I love we that. Had, uh, we haven't hit the power ballot yet. Right? <laughs> it's soon. <Yeah>. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that we never um, we never accepted any kind of um, uh, partnership with anybody. Um, we 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 never allowed anybody to uh, take over the distribution um, uh, of the magazine. Um, aside from accepting advertising to kind of offset offset the tremendous print bills that we we have. Um, th there is no <laughs> corporate sponsorship. Yeah. Um, there, there's, there's nothing like that. The, 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 we're completely independent. You know, there is no corporation. Um, it's, it's really, uh, it's a DIY, um, project from, from start to finish. Mr. Moran, what is, if I may ask, what is the print run up to these days? Oh, I don't even. You'd have to ask Mark that. Uh, we we uh, we're probably around twenty thousand every six months. That's and amazing. We, and we sell twenty thousand every. That's fantastic. And you know, I've I've got pretty much all the first issues except issue one and issue two. I have everything 
Well, that will cost you uh, twenty dollars if you go on. <laughs> there you go, Mike. That's amazing. I have a question. I have a question for you now. So, you're doing currently, as I as I, if I remember correctly, you are currently doing Paranormal Caught on Camera, the television show. What is it on uh, AMC or uh, not AMC? Travel um, Channel. Travel Channel. So you're still doing that, right? This is our sixth season. Okay. So my question is to you is this. And if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. We can move on. But let's move on. As, <laughs> as, as the publishers of a great magazine like Weird New Jersey and covering such great stories of, you know, uh, the death seat and the haunted Clinton Road and, and the haunting of this house and blah, blah, blah. What is your, um, what's please your don't, view? Please don't say that. What's your view? What's your view on paranormal activity? And that sort of thing. Well, I'm not really a ghost hunter. You know, we're we're journalists. We we you know we read about ghosts. We we know what you know ghosts are supposed to do and everything. But we're not really ghost hunters. So when we see the the videos on paranormal con on camera, which, which involves like ghost hunters, it's like it's hard to really make a, a crazy opinion on it. I just do a I just do a, what what I think is going on. So they basically the, the the thing is that they sh they show us uh, videos um, uh, the same videos that the people at home are watching, and they ask us our opinion on them. Right. Um, in some cases, uh, it, it, you know, you 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 can usually tell if if you think it's a hoax or right. But but then there are other cases where you're you're truly um, dumbfounded by by what's been captured. And you get to kind of share your um, uh, expertise, I guess, or or at least your um, considered opinion on on what might be happening. And um, you know, since we've been following this this sort of material for a long time, um, we we can kind of relate how something that's captured on video might might. Um, uh, correlate with things, other things that we've seen or other stories that we've covered. So in that respect, we do have a sort of an expertise in the field. Um, but at the same time, we're just as, you know, uh, sort of mystified by some of the things that we see, as would be anybody who's watching the show at home. I mean, everybody's entitled to form their own opinion. We're just there to uh, give our, um, our take on it. And, uh, you know, sometimes Sometimes we're not too impressed. Sometimes we're completely, uh, completely flabbergasted. You know, it, it 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 has to be seen, and everybody gets to make their own opinion. But some of the videos are are truly, and it's not just the not just the it ghost stuff. I mean, the people there are people that catch, capture Bigfoots and UFOs, and uh, some of them are really, really hard to ex just explain mm, away. Right. Um, the ones that are really good are the ones that um, are submitted by, uh, you know, people who see the show and say, oh, I've got a video I captured on my phone uh, and they send it in um, even more so than the people who, you know, let's say the YouTubers who are out there like um, ghost hunting, uh, paranormal investigators and stuff, because I think there's, you have less chance of, of capturing something amazing if you're out looking for it. I think that the... Um, uh, the things that really uh, are surprising and and sort of awesome are are the things that were complete, captured completely um, 
uh, unbeknownst to the, the the person who was was um, filming. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean it's, it's easy. It's easy to be skeptical. You know, you don't. The show is not about being skeptical. The show is entertainment. You know, you can you can form your own opinion. Sure. And uh, great question there, Mike. And uh, just to follow up on these sort of programs, do you guys actually watch these shows yourself? You know, there's been like Ghost Hunters International and you have like Zach Baggins out there. You, you well, have I, all these shows. What, what do you think of these other programs? Like, I got to know. I don't really watch much of them to be truthful with you. I, you know, I once in a while when I, you know, scroll through the TV, I'll watch them. But I, I don't I don't really watch much of them. You don't give a shit, in other words. That... <laughs> he said, "You don't give a shit, Mark." <laughs> well, you know, you know. I, I, I have to. Uh, I agree with Mark on that. I, I don't really watch uh, too many of those the ghost uh, hunting shows either. How can uh, you? Uh, you guys are so busy all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there's that. I mean, there's also the you know at this we're constantly compiling that sort of material right from eyewitnesses here in new jersey um and so uh, you know some of the best ghost stories are aren't caught on camera they're but they're True. they're just told by people who send us emails hey i saw this and if um if they seem like they're credible people uh and we then you know we don't have we're not there to judge them we're there to pass along a good story and it's up to the uh, reader to decide whether they want to believe it or not. Um, generally, we we feel that most people aren't trying to pull, you know, the wool over our eyes. And uh, what what would their, you know, what would their payoff be for doing that? Um, you know, we don't give them money for the stories that they share. Um, so, uh, you know, in in that in that case, uh, we we hear great stories about uh, ghosts uh, that people have seen all the time. I find that with a lot of those ghost hunting shows, they spend a lot of time looking for ghosts and not a lot of time finding them. Yeah, that's the problem, though. You know, you're not always going to find any sort of quote unquote paranormal activity. And, you know, when you're having a show with a network paying you all kinds of money, sometimes you have to embellish some of these findings. And a lot of these programs I mentioned have been caught faking stuff you know they, they were they were caught faking the funk in other words yeah and i i, I agree with that i mean uh you know uh that's just that's it's entertainment that's tv it's not the science channel right <laughs> right and you know there was another program i think it was called the holzer files i believe and there's this right. uh, there's this gentleman uh, by the name of dave schrader who was on some sort of a uh, ghost hunt and he's standing there with an EMF reader, and he's talking to his his, his coworkers there, essentially. And he sort of just uh, sort of he sort of like gets pushed over. But you know, going back and looking at that as many times as I have, uh, it looks like that was a uh, pretty fake. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if I may, if I may add, um, Mark Skerman, uh, you may remember this. When Mark was when they were getting the television show, I actually sent in a tape to Mark Skerman, uh, an audition tape. I was I was looking to ho be a not a host, a, a, a reporter, if you will, on special assignment. And I sent Mark a videotape of me doing this <laughs> story. That'd be great if they had you on there. Down in <laughs> Newark, New Jersey. I remember about... that tape, Mike. Do you really? Okay. Yeah, yeah it was we were, down we were, in uh, pointing out a shadow on the building. Uh... That's right. 
was it an ITT building? What 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 was the? Uh, there was some initials on it. That's right. It was an AT&T building. Yeah. Uh, in Newark, right on, uh, right off where 21 turns McCarter into McCarter Highway. McCarter right Highway. Uh, the mighty Passaic River. That's right. So so here's what happened. Um, I was with a friend. We were we had been I don't know. We were out late that night. So it's like three o'clock, three thirty in the morning, and we're here. We are on the side of the highway, parked. And I've got my video camera out and I've got a buddy hitting record so I can do the, the, the commentary, if you will. And I'm, you know, I'm looking to do goofy stuff. I, I don't take myself seriously unless I've got serious information. So at, we see this building and there was an American flag that had been folded in such a manner that it cast a shadow on the building that looked almost precisely like an alien, like a gray. A gray face with the big eyes so you know i go down and i do this you know i i, I get in front of the i kind of like i come up from the bottom of the camera into the screen and i'm saying something like you know at&t or contact for aliens <laughs> <laughs> so yeah unfortunately i didn't get the part but that was that was my uh, connection to the trying to get an audition tape to the uh the weird new Jer or i should say weird usa right weird, weird usa well, you know, Mike, uh, one day when we compile all those VHS tapes. Oh, please do. <laughs> might be on our, uh... <laughs> please do. I want to see that footage. Oh, that was a good time, man. That was a good time. That is hilarious. We, we got to play that footage here on the program for everyone. I wish I still had it. Did we just lose Mark? Oh, there he is. Great. I'm here, right? Okay. Yeah, just making sure. I think you turned your camera off, right? By the way, we do have a question for you boys in the chat room. Um, someone's asking, what do these guys think is the best equipment? Best equipment for... I'm, for I'm, what? Assuming, ghost I'm assuming ghost or, hunting. Or beer drinking. What? <laughs> well, we know what what beer... Yeah, we know um, what the best tools are for beer drinking, but in terms of paranormal investigating, I guess you can say. You know, we... we um, like, like Mark said earlier, we are not really personally in the ghost hunting um, field, but we have people, um, as with just about everything with the magazine, if, if there's, uh, somebody, there's somebody we know who has that field of expertise. So um, when, when we have uh, somebody contacts us and they want someone to come in and do a ghost investigation, we go to the uh, experts, and, and in this case, it's our friends at uh, Barefoot uh, Paranormal here in New Jersey, because they have all of the equipment, the EMV meters and uh, uh, the discombobulators. And right. You know, <laughs> so they, they can capture, you know, infrared and, uh, uh, you know, the, all of the, the voice recording um, equipment. Um, so we don't need to buy all of that, the electronic gizmos ourselves, because um, we have, uh, you know, uh, people that we work with who have all of that. I, I think that, um, uh, you know, the, the, the big thing about um, electronics is that sometimes it, it facilitates the capturing of some kind of paranormal evidence that you know, our naked senses, such as um, uh, sight and hearing, uh, aren't necessarily privy to because uh, there's this, the theory is that um, uh, spiritual activity has, uh, you know, can manipulate the electromagnetic field um, of, of a place. 
So in that instance, um, the electronic meters can pick up things that, as I say, our um, naked uh, senses um, uh, can't. And, and that makes logical sense to me. I mean, there are things that can be seen in infrared light that our naked eyes can't see. So, you know, if you're using different methods other than uh, just just uh, what uh, God gave us, um, then then perhaps you're, you've got a obviously you've got a better percentage chance of, of perhaps capturing something that, um, you know, can't be uh, seen, heard and, uh, you know, in, in, in your everyday world. Absolutely. I, I, I have a question, if I may, Michael, do you mind? Um, so I'm sure you guys have been asked this a thousand times, but I, I, I got to ask it any time, anyway. Has there any, ever been a, an investigation that you've done that stands out being more unusual than the other? In other words, uh, have you ever had something really strange happen or see something strange on your excursions? Um, you mean... In terms of paranormal, no. In terms of meeting with people we meet, it's, it's, it, that's, that's a very strange thing. I'm sure it is. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're um, I mean, just about every story that we investigate, uh, I mean, they are, these are very, very strange uh, things. There are strange things going on, definitely. And and not necessarily paranormal things. I mean, if it were paranormal, um, you could you could kind of say, "Whoa, I I, I don't understand that. That's crazy." But the fact knowing that it's what are, these things are happening in the real world, <laughs> and uh, you know there are people doing some very strange things. You know, remember the, you have to remember. Well, we're weird New Jersey. We're not paranormal New Jersey. That's I, like, un I understand that. I that's understand just that. one aspect of what we do. So weird can be it can be anything. That makes and, sense. Uh, you know, I like to I you know I like to say that some of the people that we meet are weird. Uh, are are way way out there. I mean, we, <laughs> right. We, well, if if some guy you know um, says to you know he's he knows where this the portal to the inner earth is oh shit uh, and and then you, you go and you meet him and he looks like he came from within the <laughs> inner earth uh and then he invites you to go with them <laughs> wow you know you're in a, a you know in a very strange situation yeah. well, if i may if i may all i want to say is like based on on every a lot of the stories that i've read out throughout the years the decades i should say of the stories that you've covered. For example, you know, the, the things on top of the telephone poles on Route 23, uh, uh, certain rocks that are balanced on top of each other. You know, you're dealing with, and I realized you're not a paranormal um, uh, investigating team. I, I realize that. But sometimes you do get some stories that are just out there that you can't explain it. And so yeah, it, what you answered, Moran, that, it definitely makes sense. I guess what I'm asking is, has there anything ever ever been anything that stood out more so than anything else in what you've done? And I, I realize that's a very broad question. You've been doing this for so many years. You must get asked all the time. Even Mark told me, Mark, Mark Skirman told me, don't ask me that question. But I'm asking. And you here something. you are. <laughs> and you're doing it. But, you know, like. Well, it, it, well yeah. it has to depend on what you're asking. You're asking on what's the. Uh, the weirdest house we've ever seen or who's the weirdest person we've ever encountered 
or where's the strangest place we've ever, you know, it's, 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 you got to remember, Mike, we're in the publishing business. Every six months, we got to put out a product. So we're always like constantly just like going and going and going. So it's hard to really like, you know, I don't have the spreadsheet in front of me. <laughs> I really don't. That's the hardest. That's the hardest question everybody asks. One of our, I one can, of I our. Tell you, I could tell you when Mark gets the most freaked out, but it has nothing to do with anything paranormal. Sometimes we'll go into, uh, let's say, an abandoned building and I think um, heights are Mark's greatest fear. <laughs> yes. Right. Don't worry, mine are so too. I'm afraid of heights. He actually turns to a pillar of salt when we're standing at the edge of a a like ten story drop and uh, investigating. I don't blame him. <laughs> across the rebar to get like across it, I was like, no fucking way, man. Right. That's a smart man right there. I had to like brace. I had to brace myself against the wall. Yeah. The Wheatsworth, yeah, uh, Pakistan. And um, by the way, someone in the chat room is asking, have they found certain areas of New Jersey? And I can't really read the rest of this question. Um, it's sort of cut off, but they're asking about uh, magnetic anomalies. Um, well, I, I can't really read this New question. Jersey, throughout New Jersey, we have what are known as gravity roads or gravity hills. And uh, I think that there's uh, about five, perhaps six throughout the state where, um, you know, the, the, the places have a, a long uh, history of um, places where you can go and put your car in neutral and roll uphill instead of downhill. Whoa. Uh, so so it's, it's a, always a fun experience, um, especially if you're in a car full of your friends. Um, to to go and try these places out for yourself, and um, it's sort of, it sort it really is a odd sensation when you you look at a place and you think you're okay. I'm pointing downhill, and if I go into neutral, I'm just going to keep going forward. And then all of a sudden, the car starts to roll backwards up the hill, and all of a sudden, all that you know about um, uh, the laws of physics <laughs> no longer seem to apply. Wow! And uh, it, it's it's a it, it's not only just a a story, although there are stories that try to explain it, but it's a physical sensation that um, you, you know is very experiential. The story, of course, is always they, that they tell is that there's some sort of ghost that perhaps got hit by a car at that spot, mm. and they're trying to push the car away or push push the car away from an intersection where a bus full of children was was killed uh you know uh, it's always always it, the children in the bus that get yeah, killed yes well yeah. that's that is, hand in hand. that's <laughs> what you know our uh, g original goal was to set out to collect that sort of folklore like that that had only been um uh, passed down in the oral tradition um and we we started to find these spots specific they're they're always very specific spots where you're supposed to go uh and we collected that and compiled it and i, I think I, i'm pretty sure without a doubt we were the the first people to ever do that pretty wild but yeah the, the question was actually have they found certain areas of new jersey to have more magnetic anomalies than others and you kind of already sort of answered yeah. that yeah um, yeah yeah i think mm -hmm. specifically the caller is talking about uh like the spook lights, the Flanders spook lights, where magnetic activity uh, happens underneath the uh, railroad tracks, where you actually see these balls of light come down the tracks. Yeah. 
I just way, saw something like that yeah. uh, um, that was videotaped on YouTube not too long ago, which, and it was real. It's basically this lightning just kind of rolling down the road, yes. down the railroad tracks. Yeah, that's pretty the weird. Ho- the Hooker Man light, right? The Hooker yeah, Man. Yeah. By the way, we have a... Like, we we have a, a right 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 outside of New Jersey go like that magnetic hill, you know, with the the ringing rocks and everything, which is like kind of a weird, you know, place to visit. That is pretty mm. awesome. And by the way, we do have a fun question for you guys here. Um, one of our listeners is asking: Have either of the guests encountered a gay ghost or gay <laughs> Mothman? Gay Mothman? Yeah, gay a homosexual Mothman and a homosexual <laughs> ghost. I think that's what they're asking. I guess they're wondering if something paranormal, like a ghost or an entity, sort of like you know, stroke your you know your downstairs area there. <laughs> I think that's what they're asking. I don't know. I'm just assuming here. Oh, that's so wrong. Well, that's the chat room. I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting thrown off now. I've I've never gotten so uh, to to know a ghost intimately enough to to unfortunately know that you haven't they had yeah. a gender persuasion of or a preference of any kind. I wish that's the sort of an experience I had too with the paranormal. That'd be pretty cool. Now it, right. a lot a lot of times you guys go to places like Mark Mike Skirman just said you've gone to places that are like abandoned buildings and property. You know, do you ever have issues where? police show up and tell you to get off the property or maybe some guy with a shotgun saying get off my lawn yeah that's happened a couple of times actually both of those things have happened <laughs> oh my the shotgun incident happened in in a um abandoned uh, boys orphanage out in the woods of northern new jersey uh and the uh the uh the police uh, arresting incident happened in um an old abandoned um, uh, convent uh, up in up in North Jersey as well. So, um, uh, got really, though, in thirty years to only um, be arrested and fined once, it's pretty good. I think that's yeah. that's a pretty good record, and right. you know, it's it's a write off. So, you they know. actually they actually arrested you guys. I, I was me. They arrested. Yeah, that was. Um, Whoa. I, I unfortunately I happened to be in the place. Um, when the, um, I mean, I, if I were any other day, any other time, I would have been fine. But when, when the police, the police came to flush out, um, squatters that would happen uh. to be living there. And, uh, you know, it was a tremendous old Abbey and uh, fantastic, fantastically picturesque, uh, place, um, and, you know, a, one, a person had taken up residency there, not bothering anybody. But unfortunately, I happened to be there when the the county uh, marshals came to flush them out. Oh so. my, that sucks! But it <laughs> makes for a great sto- it makes a great a great story though. Oh yeah, well that's why I say it was a business write off. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? <laughs> that that's wow. That's it. how about like uh, any other kind of trouble? Have you ever had any other people uh, give you a hard time or trouble in any sense? Uh, no, I mean, if we're, if we're dealing in, in, with a story that involves private property, like somebody's residence, I mean, a lot of times people do crazy things with their, their property. Um, we'll, we'll ask them, do you know, do they want to be featured in a publication? And, and generally they, they, they are really happy about it because let's face it, if somebody's doing something totally crazy with their property, they want attention. So um, this is a this is a a, tr- a great opportunity for them. Yeah. Um, other than that, 
uh, like a lot of the places we've we've featured, um, let's say like abandoned uh, mental asylums or something, those are state facilities. So as a taxpayer, we own them. So I can say anything about them that I want. Um, that the state can't do anything about that. You know, um, those are you know places that. Uh, you know, uh, were paid for by us. So I'm going to say whatever I want about it. And, um, and, and, and it's history, you know, so a lot of these places have uh, stories about them that need to be told. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what we're here to do. As well, Mark said earlier, we primarily are journalists. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Moran, I, not for nothing. I've all the magazines and the books that I've, I've read and gone through over the, the decades a lot of them are locations uh, and asylums, prisons, houses, um, you know, and, and it's always fascinating, which is to the point what we were talking about before. It's not just a magazine on paranormal. It's a magazine on weird things from the paranormal ghosts to uh, locations and odd uh, things that may happen uh, whether they are nature-related, uh, human-induced, or just plain paranormal, unexplained situations. So yeah, right. well, well, places like that are are usually they usually work on a number of different levels because of the the real human drama that went on in them. So um, right. they are ripe ripe for um, paranormal stories um, of hauntings. Um, they often usually have a very uh, interesting and sometimes um, a tragic uh, history about them, and uh, they're also fantastic um, visually. So uh, you know the, the photographs of, of them and the, the the opportunity to give people a look inside um, is uh, is is really tr a terrific way to share the story with them. Very cool. And how did this interest for you guys begin, first of yeah. all? I mean, Mr. Skirman and Mr. Moran, um, did you guys have any sort of weird encounters before, you know, you guys started doing this? No, I think uh, the whole premise of the magazine was just, uh, it was just a bored suburban youth. And <laughs> we realized that nobody was yeah. ever wrote about these local legends, these you know, albino villages, heartbeat roads as history. So we kind of presented it as history. I think that everybody, everybody um, had in their hometown, um, you know, one or two of these uh, stories where, where, you know, you'd, you'd, when you were teenagers, you'd get in your car with your friends and you'd, you'd go out to a place. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. like, like albino village or, yep. or Annie, um, Annie's road. Annie's yeah. road. So everybody, Everywhere you, every town had one of these late night mm. visitation places yeah. that had a story behind it. But the, those stories usually never left the per perimeters of the town where they were found. I mean, maybe the, the next town over would hear them. So um, when Weird New Jersey started, uh, it, it was extremely local um, to Bloomfield, really, originally, and then Essex County. Uh, and then people started um, bootlegging it and passing it around, um, it, and it did get out. Now, remind, remember, this was prior to the internet, um, so you know people couldn't just go on Facebook and, and share stories. The, the only place to share them was really 
uh, through the magazine. It became like a, a local community bulletin board and um, people from all over started sharing stories. And then we realized that, oh, wait, uh, every town in, in New Jersey has at least one of these stories. So our mission was really quite simple. Collect them all and, yeah. and share them with everybody. What and, a great idea. And earlier you guys mentioned the place called Midgetville. Um, I have no idea what the hell that is, and I am quite <laughs> quite curious to know what Midgetville is. Well, it's a community of very small people. <laughs> what can we tell you? That was one of our great um, our great quests uh, when when the magazine started was to the, to to track down Midgetville because everybody had a story of a tiny town where all of these former circus performers lived and all of the buildings, the houses and everything were scaled down to their oh. peculiar needs. So all everything, you know, houses were only about eight feet high and doorways were only like four feet high. And um, it, we had heard stories that they were, there were Midgetvilles located in uh, like five different places, uh, Edgewater and um, Totowa and uh, Rancocos. And we had to, you know, get in the car and um, and look for all these places. And, uh, wait, you know, and it was it was fascinating when you got there, when you got up to Jefferson and realized, wait, these really are small. And uh, hey, guess what? The Ringling Brothers mansion is right across the street. No so, shit. you know, maybe this makes sense. Wow. And, and, okay. Get it? Did it? I, I think yeah. it, to a, to a large extent, the, especially the the Jefferson, um, where the Ringling Brothers, um, uh, their performers all wintered there when the uh, circus was off the road. So, you know, when we found these little cottages, we started to think that well, it certainly would make sense if you're going to build little cottages for your performers. Wouldn't you make smaller ones for the smaller performers? I mean, why would you make a countertop that's uh, three and a half feet high when you have people living there that are only two and a half feet high? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and you got to remember, like we were like back then, like researching Midgetville, we were like gonzo journalists. We didn't, there wasn't really much information to to gather, so we had a we had a ride around the state with maps. Not even a GPS, just with, with, with you know, Hagstrom maps. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. That is cool. Oh, yeah, yes. it's all in a day's work, Mike and Mike. <laughs> of course, for you guys, yeah. I, I got to ask now, too, it, it, with all the work and research that you guys have done, do you have, like, a separate garage just full of files and video and, you know, all kinds of data? Well, it's it's all up in the warehouse. We have boxes of VHS tapes. Your uh, tape is there, Mike. Old. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Skirman. Yeah, we have file cabinets and boxes and bins. And, uh, you know, over the years, we tried to digitize as much of it as we could. Uh, but, yeah, no, the, the, I don't know. I mean, we, we tried to file it as, as best we could, but there are still uh, uncategorized yeah. documents. There's like, uh, there's, like files, there's like files with folders that just with old newspaper clippings. Right. You know, that's where we started. Newspaper clippings file it in the, the cookie jar house in Glendora. So it's filed in there. 
<laughs> so if if I ask um, either one of you guys want to answer this. Now you mentioned that there's going to be a new show coming up um, based on the stories from Weird New Jersey. That's what Sony Sony Pictures is doing, right? So when is that coming out? When can we expect that? What's the name of it? Right. Well, we don't know when it's coming out. It 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 will be called Weird New Jersey, but um, it it's out of our hands when it comes out. We the show has um, a studio, which is Sony. Uh, it has a, a writing team and a production team. Um, I, they they need to make a pilot, and then they need to sell the pilot to, sell it, to, yeah. to to somebody who's going to air it, whether that be um, a regular uh, cable TV channel or whether it be a streaming service, um, uh, Netflix or something like that. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of the pieces are in place, but they haven't actually uh, they've written the script for the pilot, but they haven't filmed it yet. So I a see. lot of it's a lot of it's very much up in the air. So we, whenever most people ask us that question, we just say, um, Ask us next year. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, it hasn't really been pitched yet to most television networks yet. Well, it. I'm sure it's been pitched behind closed doors. They keep the, they play those cards pretty close to oh, their vest. Okay. Um, uh, as I say, all of the um, pieces are in place to produce it. Um, and then, you know, I'm sure that will, you won't hear anything about that until. Until, yeah. Until yeah, much you know, later. They, and. They, it's gone around to the networks. And uh, Mr. Skirman and Mr. Moran, um, what network would you like to be on if you can choose one? There are so many great networks putting out um, really quality shows now. Um, Paramount Plus uh, is putting out great shows. Um, uh, Netflix is putting out tremendous shows. HBO is putting out great shows. Uh, and I'm sure you know I'm not I'm not picking those particularly. There are there are really there's a lot of really good material um, that's not on broadcast TV. <laughs> so um, you know I'm fine with with any of those because they, you know that they're going to do you know a a a, re, a real good job on it. Well, I'm hoping you guys land. I, I would a... personally see our. I would hope we'd be on the home shopping network, right? <laughs> right? That's what TV's all about. Oh, that would work. But I'm just hoping you guys land on a good network and your show goes a couple of seasons long there so you guys can get those um, lovely residual checks. Yeah. I hope you guys will come back once the show is, is, is up and running so we could do another interview with you guys. Yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, we'll keep, keep our fingers crossed, Mike. And <laughs> Thank you. I'll be in touch we'll with you. see where Mark. we are next Stanley. year, right? Definitely. Do you think do you think that in this Internet world that we have now uh, fallen into, do you I mean, I don't think I can almost answer this myself. I don't think it's affected you guys with your your print magazine. But do you have an opinion on that? Do you think that the way the world is going with no longer having uh, a lot of print places? I mean, you said it yourself, uh, all the bookstores that used to carry the, the magazine, they're they're all gone. They're out of business. Has that. Do you think that is, is a, a good thing? Do you think it's bad? What's your opinion on that? Well, I think we have our own fan base. And I think that's good enough. You know, there's no really there's no reason to really like, you know, expand it more than what people wanna what people like us for, you know? We're we're in the business for people who like to read. <laughs> and um 
I, so the, the internet, um, you know, the, the, that's like short attention span theater. Uh, right. Uh, people people want to jump around and stuff, and and we're here for people who actually want entertainment. Um, they want to learn something, perhaps. Um, they want to be taken on a journey that, uh, you know, they're actually going to have to be invested in and, you know, concentrate on for, for a little while. And um, like any good entertainment, it's going to take you out of your day-to-day -day life. Um, so it's, um, it's, it's very well thought out, well produced content that you're, you know, you're not going to get on Facebook and you're not going to, you know, mostly likely see on YouTube. It's, uh, you know, we do all of those things. We have our YouTube channel. We have our, you know, all of our Facebook and Twitter and, uh, and, uh, Instagram and all that. But those, those things are all just the tip of the iceberg. The, the real story is, is the print story. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, there's something to my, in my opinion, there's something about having uh, literature in your hand. Like whenever I read a book, and I read a lot, um, whenever I finish reading a book, it's almost prideful to put that book on a shelf. Uh, I mean, I've got all my weird New Jersey uh, magazines. And matter of fact, I remember, Mark, you had given me those, um, I forget what you call them. They're like magazine holders. It was like a box, you know. Uh, like a clock. Yeah. Yeah, you had given me two or three of those, and I, I put all my magazines in that. So it's it's like, you know, when people come over, they see all my stuff, and it's kind of like a, like trophies. You know, I read this. This is what I know. Well, you know, we, we tried to do, like, the digital print. Nobody wants to buy it. For some reason, everybody wants to covet the Weird New Jersey magazine, you know. Yeah, they want their, something physical. They don't want it on, uh, you know, the internet. Yeah, they don't That's want right. a PDF format of your, your magazine. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You know, not not to get off the subject, but when I did my book, I did my my book about my history of music. Um, one of the things I did not do was make a Kindle version. It was only made as a print book. You could not get it online. And I only did that because I wanted to appeal to those people who were going to buy the book and read it and keep it rather than getting it on Kindle, getting it online, reading it. And then who knows what you do with it after that? I guess that's fine for some people. I just don't, I just don't have well, a lot of folks have ADD. So, you know, Mike, a lot of people don't want to read it, but that's all, uh, you know, and always <laughs> a, um, well, not like that, but I mean, a great that's, option. That's pretty much, uh, pretty much weird. New Jersey's credo is also, I mean, you know, you, you, you gotta buy it and read it. You can't like nothing is free, right? Right. Of course. But a good alternative would always be an audio book version of weird New Jersey and a, a, a audio version of your book too, Mike, because people have ADD. Nobody wants to read a goddamn thing these days. You know, they rather just hear That's it. True. I don't know. Even audio books, you would take you like months to like go through it. Right. Don't you think? Well, yes and no. I mean, a lot of folks love that here in 2023. It's a new thing. People love audio books. Believe, believe it or not. It's just I, more I, convenient I can, for some. I can appreciate the audio books, but that, you know, it would still be a, a somewhat inferior product because. Um, well, true. You know, we take great pride in our imagery as well, not right, only our right. photographs, but our illustrations. And uh, as everybody knows, a picture, you know, can say a thousand words. And, and yes. the accompaniment of the, the photos and the, the uh, illustrations with the text. In, in the magazine is is a, a tremendous uh you know step up from from just somebody you know reading the the text itself i, I so get agree. you for sure this is also another reason why i like vinyl 
a lot. You know, I like records. I like opening the, the yeah. big record and seeing all the lovely photographs inside, which it's is a something work of that, art. Yeah, it's a work of art, exactly. So I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and totally with the magazine, too. You put all that. Ev- I did one magazine on my own, a fanzine back in, oh, goodness. I think it was, uh, it was, oh, golly, uh, 1994, five. What was, what was the name? It was called This Evil on Earth. It was basically a promotion from my band, Empire Hideous. But at the same time, I had other people contribute poetry, uh, music reviews, photographs, artwork, that sort of thing. And then I did my own commentary as well. So I gave myself, you know, I gave myself a time limit, one month to get everything together, printed it out myself. Uh, I think it was something like 40 pages. And I did it on a uh, 18 by 12, stapled it myself, folded it and sold a hundred copies. And again, what I'm trying to get at is it, it, it becomes a work of art. I've also done a book written by hand, written by hand with drawn pictures by myself in a, in a handmade book. Now it's a one of a kind thing. These are works of art in my personal opinion. I'm not bragging about my own stuff. I'm just saying when you create something like Weird New Jersey Magazine, the magazine itself, you're putting an effort into it where you in, you don't get the same thing that you would get if you got a Kindle version or yeah, a PDF right. online. Well, I, I think the beauty of Weird New Jersey really is that we have great, you know, contributors, people, people writing stuff. And that's that's really what keeps it's It's kind of like your fancy, you know, people submit poetry or whatever. But it's, uh, you know. People want to have a story to tell, and there's really no other place to tell it, you know, crazy or not, than in other than Weird New Jersey Magazine. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. And Mr. Skirman and Mr. Moran, I was curious, are you gentlemen religious at all? Well, it depends. Is it Sunday? <laughs> I guess that answers that. Uh, I am an ordained minister, so I, I am I am religious unto my own church. Oh, very nice, very nice. I had no idea. I was just very curious if you guys. Well, believe... if you if you want to join, you can be the second member. Yes. Sure. <laughs> the I'm Reverend not, Moran. I'm not exactly um, a religious uh, fellow myself, but uh, it depends what day it is as well. Sometimes I have Jesus in my back pocket, and sometimes I don't. <laughs> well, you, uh... isn't that a tax write-off, Moran? <laughs> if I made any money, it would be, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to have a church for that. Yeah. Uh, wait, let me guess. Uh, the Universal Church is that what it? Where you got your ministry from? I'm. I'm. I. I just. Uh, I. Well, I can't really. <laughs> I can't really say I'm affiliated with any um, particular uh, organized faith. Gotcha. Okay. Because I. I got my. I. I became a, a. An ordained minister as well from the Universal Church. I can marry people and. And and that sort of thing. You can marry people, Mike. The the Satanist I, can marry people. <laughs> yep. How much do you charge? Moran charges a lot of money. Does he? Uh, well, I'm going to charge a lot of money too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sounds like I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yes, the, my my fee usually includes um, the dinner and and free drinks at the wedding. <laughs> nice. Nice perks. Yeah. Good. Very nice. Well, gentlemen, you know I had a ball with you guys here and i don't want to take up too much of your time um, yeah i'm on i'm on 24 mm-hmm. now on my phone so. yeah see i had a feeling i had a feeling we we're running low here mike 
I know these uh, gentlemen have busy lives. They want to get back to it. And um, always a honor and pleasure to have both of you on here. That's Mr. Mark Skurman and Mr. Mark Moran. For those just joining in right now, um, you guys caught the show late, but you can hear a replay. And, From um, Weird New Jersey Magazine. Right, Weird New Jersey Magazine. Go check them out. And uh, Mark and Mark, the Marks. Um, any final words before we cut you guys loose? Smoke more weed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, you, if you want my opinion. <laughs> Thanks for having us on, Mike and Mike. Uh, it's uh, it's a real pleasure. Mike uh, Hideous, is nice to talk to you again after uh, all this time. Likewise. Uh, you know, we go way back. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, check out weirdnj.com and um, – well, we'll see you on the webs. Very Andrew cool. Web. Yeah, very, very nice. And um, again, I wish you guys the very best. I hope you guys plenty of success. I hope you guys kill it and make a shit ton of money. Thank you so much for coming on, guys. From Seriously. your lips to Satan's ears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love that. All right, gentlemen, we will cut you loose now. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Take care. Bruce. And there they go, boys and girls. That was Mark and Mark. And I believe I hung up on everybody here. Um, let's try to bring uh, Mike back on here. I didn't mean to hang up on the man. I apologize for that. Yo, what's going on? There, there you are. I'm sorry, I hung up on you. Hang up on me? Yeah, I hung up on you like, like that last time. With Gary. Yeah. That was interesting, huh? What do you think? That was awesome. I had a great time there talking to both Marks, Mark, Marky Mark, and uh, Mark. <laughs> Wasn't that confusing tonight? It, it Mark was. Mark and Mark and Mike and Mike. Michael and Michael and Mark and Mark. It was a fun show. I had a great time. You know, I, I wasn't quite sure what we were going to, you know, be able to talk about here tonight. And, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I got to be on my best behavior. They're probably pitching the show or they already have the show locked down. So that's I'm like, I oh thought. shit, I have to be careful here. Right, right. That that's what I was thinking too. I thought they already had something lined up or were current other than the the paranormal show that they do as as um as featured guests, you know, giving their opinions on right. what they see. But um yeah, I, I, you know, I've known Mark Skerman uh longer than I've known Mark Moran. Um and we've been friends all these years. Uh I recently reconnected with him about oh, maybe about a year ago. And I just figured out, you know what? I said, let me ask Michael if he would be interested in doing an interview with them. And and I'm glad we did because there's so much history that they – and when I say history, I mean folklore history from New Jersey as well as the other states that they did uh, the books for when they went on that, that uh, national tour, um, getting – collecting stories for each book that they put out. So – I think it's great what they've been doing all these years. And as I've said before, I've even contributed my own stuff to them with photographs and, uh, and on video, evidently. Well, just the video was strictly, uh, an audition when they got the television show, I wanted to be a, a special reporter, so to speak, or special journalist that would only come on once in a while and do on a special story. That was the whole premise of the, or I should say the idea of me doing the video, to show them that I had the ability to do a journalistic um, story on something, you know, by video, being by vid being videotaped. And what happened? They said no to you. 
Well, you know, they they um it's their show, so you know they could they could pick and choose obviously what they wanted to do, and I don't think they ever had anybody else doing anything on the show than than themselves. Well, Mike, I got to be honest. If that was me, you know what would have happened? <laughs> oh, you don't like my audition tape? Oh, you want me to come over and do this? Well, I will. Take that. I'll shoot you faster than that uh, woman from January 6th. <laughs> what was her name? Ashley something? Yeah, poor Ashley. I'll shoot you in the head like Ashley. Oh, jeez. How about that? How about that, sucker? How about that? Uh, but I'm glad you liked I'm glad you liked the, the I did. It was fun. It was a great time. I, I enjoyed it. I, I hope they did, too. I mean, right away, they're... You know, they're talking about uh, smoking weed and drinking beer. I thought, my I knew you were going to like that. <laughs> well, I mean, I liked it. I just thought, well, is the network going to like that? Yeah, well. I'm like, oh, shit. They are very down-to-earth guys, which is why I, I've remained friends with them all these years. Well, I'm glad. Stuffy. Well, I'm glad you didn't shoot them, by the way. <laughs> but I could see how you could have been tempted to. You know, they, they've gone, they've done well for themselves. So you got to respect that based on. Yeah. They've been around dude for a long, long time. And like that, I told them I, when you were telling me initially about them, I'm like, Mike, I know these guys already. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I'm glad you did. But I mean, think about it. The mm -hmm. contents of their, their uh, publications isn't exactly mainstream. So to get as far as they did with what they provide to their readers it's quite astonishing, and I'm very happy for them. I've always been very happy for them. They need to put out an audio book. <laughs> you were saying it. They need it. I'm telling you, lots of people out there, they don't want to read. I'm, the majority of folks out there listen to audio books nowadays. You know, it's sad, Michael. Get with I, the times. Get with the I times. I believe you're true. I believe it's true. It is. It's a fact. Yeah. And I like to be backed by the facts. It's sad when you think about it, because I love reading. I I. I try to read as much as I possibly can. For a while, there was a, you know, about a, a good portion of, of about a year and a half that I, I was just uninterested. But I, I've recently been reading books again. And, you know, so I, I in other words, you're, like you're saying that you're smart now. I've been smart. You're now. a smart guy. You. I'm, <laughs> a smart, I'm a fart smeller. Yeah. I mean, it's a fart, a smart feller. <laughs> right on. Uh, Mike, you know, it's always a honor and pleasure to be doing the program with you. And we are coming to an unfortunate close here and you know i hate to do it mike but it's ending i know it's ending end of days i know right what was that all about yeah you really caught me off guard with that yeah i'm like end of days i don't that's not the name of this program okay enough of that i got tired of that Board quick. Yeah. I'm like, I'll play this little um this little drop here made by one of our listeners in it, and it actually annoyed me right now. <laughs> I had to get rid of it. Um, but anyways, I do want to thank all of you out there for hanging out with us here tonight. Those of you in the chat room, and of course, those of you that will listen later on on a replay. Really appreciate that. Definitely look for the Michael Deacon program on iTunes, Stitcher. Basically, everywhere you listen to podcasts is where you'll find my show, our show, The Mark and Mark Show. <laughs> I'm just going to call this The Mark and Mark Show. What, are you confused too? <laughs> no, not really. No? Okay. I just wanted to call it The Mark and Mark Show. That sounds like a good radio sort of name. It's like a morning drive show that, you know, we all hate. Runs off the tongue better. Yeah. 
rolls off the tongue. Those yeah. those morning drive shows, the morning talk shows. Oh, oh my god, what they, a painful, painful thing. They're the worst. Oh, what all the sound effects and the, oh my goodness. There's too many. Oh, you know, in the days of when radio was much more bigger, obviously than the internet, of course. But even before the internet, you had all those shows, the Z100 shows. You know, right? Mark I mean, and that, Brian. That out by you. Yeah, I had a bunch of um, bunch of uh, terrible shows I've been listening to forever. <laughs> I only listening to make fun of it though. I can't tolerate them. Well, Mike, I don't blame you. It, it's it's shit. It is. It, it is. really is. So, Mike, once again, any final words before I cut you loose now? Yeah, just uh, in case everybody, anybody's interested, my book is still available, King of, an, King of an Empire to the Shoes of a Misfit by yours truly. Uh, you can get that at MikeHideous.com. And um, that's about it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mark and Mark. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the listeners. Thank, thank, the thank you to anybody listening on the podcast. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. Always a pleasure. And um, Mike, um, you're not going to be with us on Friday, are you? I'm afraid not. You're fired. <laughs> what? It depends, because I'm not going to be back until after 10 o'clock, my Ooh, time. Yeah, it's at 3 p.m. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, can't. We, we have Dean Ryan coming on. I know. You were telling me. Well, yeah, now, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be available. Now I'm sad. Oh. I'll make it up to you, buddy. I wanted you here, and now you're going to be gone. Hmm. Mike, why do you have to leave? Fooey. I thought we had a good thing going here, and now you are sort of dumping me. Yeah, well, I got bored. Yeah, well, it happens. That's why I'm like, damn, you guys aren't bored of each other yet, the, the Marks. <laughs> yeah, right? They've, they've been together longer than a marriage, you were saying. Yeah, way longer than a marriage. <laughs> I would have just um, probably strangled you by now, Mike. Yeah, I got to tell you, before we, before we disconnect here, yeah. earl, earlier on, and I don't know who it was, but who was somebody it? was sending something on the YouTube chat, something about interviewing them for something with 666 and the family of the devil. I, I don't know that. I mean, that that's Roman, I believe, who's a longtime listener. I like him very much, but I have right. no idea what any of that meant. Yeah, I don't either. I, I have I no saw. clue. Well, I mean, that's that's how it goes. Sometimes you see these things in the chat room and you have no idea what they're talking about. Well, here you go. It says right here. I'm half. A, this is by Roman. I'm half a bottle down on Crown Black Royal. Oh, shit. Sipping slowly in my mansion. <laughs> well, I like that. See, he's living good it up. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. And uh, I believe this is from Dr. Strange something here. Is it Dr. Strange Love? Is that who it is? Uh, re responding to Roman? Can I... I can't really read the chat room too well. These monitors are too far away from my little eyes. But, okay, yeah, so what, what it, are you is, seeing? Yeah, it is Dr. Strange Love. He's yeah. saying, Deacon, did you raped a guy? <laughs> Jesus Christmas. I guess he's asking if I raped a man. Okay. <laughs> well, I've raped many men, I guess. Mm. All right. I guess. And Roman also called you Michael Obama. Michael Obama. <laughs> the, the Messiah. Obama Messiah. Yeah, he was the Messiah to a lot of folks out there. He was the king. King Obama. His own fucking mind. You didn't like Obama? <laughs> You're joking, right? Well, yeah, but you didn't like him? 
the anti-American, American-hating twat. Oh, Mike, how dare you talk about a former president like that? Oh, he was a president? I'm sorry, I thought he was the king. He was. Right, king Hussein. King Hussein, the fallen messiah. <laughs> so, Mike, once again, thank you so much for being a part thank of the you, program. Buddy. Always a honor and pleasure to have you here. We'll do it again on the other side, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, have a good day. Uh, Kwanzaa. Right, today's Wednesday. Have a good week, and I'll see you or hear you or talk to you when I do. Take care, Mike. You got it. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was the co-host of this program, Mr. Mike Hideous. And I do want to thank all of you out there, those of you who tried calling in. Um, I'm sorry I didn't pick up your call there. I apologize. I really do. But next time, Friday, I definitely want you guys to call in and to hang out with me and Dean Ryan. We're going to drop it hard, drop it fast. It's going down faster than a Chinese hospital. You wanted to rape a man last show. Um, Dr. Strangelove is saying I wanted to rape a man last show. And it's true, I did want to rape a man. I was in the mood for rape, raping a man. It's a man rape. And uh, no, I wasn't successful raping a man. I'm sorry, Dr. Strangelove. I failed to do so but next time they won't be so lucky anyways uh, boys and girls it was fun i had a great time i hope you had a great time we'll do it again friday for sure and uh, my god definitely join us over on patreon.com forward slash michael deacon and that is where gold falls from the sky plenty of great episodes there I recommend it. if you like this program, go sign up today. A dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five, whatever you got. We could use that here. Without you, this program is dead in the water, unfortunately, and so am I. Once that dries up, I'm dead. I'll be living in the street. So once again, boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll do it again on the other side. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, boys and girls.